Hello and welcome to today's podcast. It's our great pleasure to be joined by Jordana Guimarez, co-founder of Fash Innovation. Based in New York, Jordana and her husband founded the company in 2018. And the most recent Worldwide Talks event was an outstanding success, bringing together over 90 international business leaders, CEOs, entrepreneurs and fashion designers to inspire and ignite conversations that lead to revolutionary change and bringing sustainability to the fashion industry. Jordana, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You're most welcome. It's it's just great to to connect and get to talk um, about your amazing event. But just, just first, before we do, Jordana, tell us, when did you start Fashion Innovation and why? So we started 2018, um, so it's been a little bit, it's been about a year exactly now, maybe a little bit more. And the reason for starting it is because I've been in the fashion industry and the marketing side of things for about 17 years and always with a very big um, philanthropy kind of push to everything that I would do. Philanthropy is really important to me. And my husband, um, he always worked with entrepreneurship and go-to-market strategies for companies that had a technology component innovation to what the companies would do. Um, So when we got together um, five years ago and then in a very short time had two babies back to back um, we decided that we wanted to do something of our own and because you know I really throughout being in the fashion industry for 17 years one thing that I've always felt is that you know as much as people would speak about community and making the world a better place and love it wasn't very it wasn't something that people really took from the fashion industry for a while. I felt like it was kind of just a facade. Um, and so I really wanted to bring that, you know, the whole fashion is to love kind of movement to the fashion industry and also speak about ways which the trends are not only making the fashion industry better that we're seeing now, such as sustainability, inclusivity, diversity, etc., mm-hmm. but also it could make the world a better place at the same time. And then with my husband's entrepreneurial background, we thought it was important to always bring the CEOs and founders which are the leaders, the decision makers, yes. to really be able to jump in that kind of fashion is to look track with the right topics being discussed. And really that's where fashion innovation was born is just the combination of both of our passions and backgrounds. It is so important, isn't it? Like, as you say, to bring in the leaders and the CEOs, because if we're going to yeah. make systemic change to our industry, it has to start, yeah. has to start at the top. hundred percent. It? it has yes, to become a does. new culture. Yes, definitely. That's great. So without further ado, then let's talk about your incredibly successful um, event last week, to which I was completely transfixed and hooked. Um, The um, the, what's the correct title? World Worldwide Talks. Is that the correct title? Yeah. Fashion Innovation Worldwide Talks. Yeah. Great. So when did you when and why did you decide to do that? So we've always been a live event company. So it was always an in-person event that we would do. So the last two years, we held four summits during New York Fashion Week in New York, um, where we would do the same type of thing of bringing the CEOs and founders and do different panel discussions. And there would always be like a lunch and a cocktail and a blue carpet. It was always a very um, all-live event. So when COVID hit, um, 
we kind of looked at each other and we said, "Uh oh, <laughs> what, what's going to happen now? Um, and of course, you know, even though we knew that it was going to be a struggle for us financially for a bit, we said, that's fine because money is something that I've never been driven by. I've always been driven by making an impact. That's really my goal in life. And so I said, it's okay. The money is not going to come and we'll, we'll survive. It's fine. I said, but I said, let's, you know, right now is when the world really needs our messaging of fashion is to love. So instead of just sitting around and worrying about things, why don't we really bring the world together under our umbrella of fashion is to love and really showcase our voices of what we've been trying to do for the past two years? It could be a good you know, opportunity. And so we, yeah, just really hit the ground running. The event that you saw last week, we put the entire thing together in about three and a half weeks. Wow. Um, yeah, it was crazy. And this is like in lockdown with two babies at home, me, my husband, and a team of six interns. So we are very small. Um, but we really had a, you know, we really wanted to make this happen. And so we did. And yeah, and that's really where it kind of came about. It was to, you know, speak on solidarity, hope, love, but also discuss where the future is going because we all know that it's not going to be the same and um and that's really what the purpose was and also to really embrace the sustainable development goals because sustainability has always been a really big thing for us um and we think now it's more um it's something that people everybody should be you know thinking of um for the next normal or new normal we believe so yeah no, absolutely. The SDGs have got to be part of everybody's working day, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we won't, have a, we won't have a planet left eventually. Yes, 100%. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, congratulations. You really did. Do. And I, I, it's a tribute to a, a lot of hard work in three weeks to pull off something that, that was so successful. Well done. Really Thank was you. great. So, Jordana, you're a great advocate for collaboration. Was that a yes. huge part of pulling this event together? 100%. Um, we, you know... It's funny because pre-COVID, there is a lot of people that came on board to partner or institutional supporter of us that wouldn't have done it in the past. And because I think it's interesting, like I never see anybody as competition, even if they're doing the exact same thing, because I think if we do it together, how much bigger and better would it be? Right. Mm -hmm. That's like always my thought of mind. But a lot of people don't think that way. Um, And so I feel like. It, it was interesting because since COVID hit, I feel like there's so much more transparency and support and people wanting to do things together. Um, and it, it was such an easier thing to like accomplish, you know, getting people to collaborate and come on board. Of course, you still had like the very handful few that were like, no, thanks, you know, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, <laughs> they missed a great but, day. Great two yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, the ones that said yes, that maybe, you know, normally wouldn't have done that in the past um we were really like excited to see that change and people really thinking now in collaborative efforts and communities so that was really amazing to see no that's great the next question actually was um what was the biggest takeaway from the event and i guess that it that probably isn't the biggest takeaway from the event but it must have been a huge takeaway that covid has united a huge huge fashion community For sure. And I also think another really big takeaway, and it's so funny because, you know, before, like I said, live events, and then we had to completely pivot to online. And um, one of the biggest takeaways that we got is that, you know, maybe we should just keep it online, even when people get out of lockdown, because 
when you do something that's online, you bring the world together. We had 119 countries wow. participating. Yeah, it was amazing. And we had over 106,000 views in the two days. And it was just like numbers that we would never have at a live event. And also, and even like the people, you know, that spoke, you know, they were from China and Africa. Even if you got them to fly out to be at a live event, the time that it would take to put that together would be massive. Where when you do something online, you know, the time is shortened. You could do it in a quick amount of like a quick yep. turnaround. You could have every country involved around the world. You could, I mean, it, the possibilities are endless. And so that was a huge takeaway for us that, you know, if we want to be inclusive and we want to collaborate and we want to bring the world together, online is the way to go. And so that's that was a huge learning lesson for us. And I think as a business, we're just going to incorporate that now as like a you know, in the business model, regardless COVID or no COVID. It's great. I mean, it's the, the ultimate sustainable format, isn't it? It's completely carbon, 100%. Totally carbon, carbon zero. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and that that's exactly, yep. Definitely. Oh, it's great. Fantastic. What what do you think COVID-19 then? Do you, do you think COVID will be the catalyst for change within the fashion industry? I really do. Um, you know, like, I'm, I mean, okay, so I'm an optimist at heart, like, and I'm very, I'm a very hopeful person. I always see the glass like half full. Um, so I, for me, you know, it's horrifying, obviously, everything that's happening, people losing their lives, their jobs, it's just been like super devastating and it's turned the world upside down. But on the other hand, um, I think that one thing you know that i keep i keep telling people is you see like all of these like you know the fast fashion companies let's call them like they've been silent the entire time like you don't really hear much of them mm -hmm. you're really hearing from the voices that are doing good and they have so much to say and now because people are at home and paying attention maybe these you know scale up or medium-sized brands that have been doing so much good in the world, but no one has paid attention because all of the bigger companies that, you know, when everybody was out and about was just like, you know, advertising here and doing this and that. And they were kind of getting like that, um, I guess, like the spotlight where now I feel like it's such a chance. People are finally like, oh, like, you know, oh, th this brand is really amazing. How come I didn't hear of them before? They had, they just weren't using their voices loudly enough where now they have that platform. And so I think... Like it's going to give such a chance for the people that really are doing good to be that next established brands and maybe the established brands that weren't doing any good for anybody and just selling stuff, as I call it. I see that there a lot of them are going to start coming out of the market or going into bankruptcy. This is my feeling, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I also think that sustainability, like people that maybe didn't understand it before were like, oh, OK, environment, environment, like there are people that believe that way. Um, I think that now because we had such a drastic pandemic, people are finally like, you know, not only understanding that we have to take better care of our worlds, but also themselves. So I think the whole concept of all of that is going to change and i think even things like the runway shows etc mm -hmm. i think we're going to see i don't think they're ever going to be obsolete because i think it is a beautiful part of fashion yeah I agree. but i think yeah but i think that it's just going to change i think it might go back to what the original purpose was because before it was you know for a specific purpose a trade but now it became kind of like a oh i just want to go into the show and snap a picture and post it on instagram and it just became so saturated so maybe it'll continue to you know have them but it'll be like what it was originally intended for so i think like i don't know these are 
all my thoughts, of course. Mm-hmm. But no, you're absolutely right because, of course, you know, over the last few years, we've seen the runway and we've seen that front row of the catwalk become the Instagram, yeah. the Instagram channel. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, and it, we've gone from cat, catwalks that were total trade access in the past to becoming yeah. more and more open to the consumer. In fact, here at um, British Fashion Council, have announced that London Fashion Week um, for September. Yes is actually going to be a virtual event, but it's also said it's going to be open to both the consumer and the trade. So there's there's kind of opposing factors there, as you say, in that that is, that is very much of what has kind of created this, a lot of the burden in that yeah. the, the fashion industry are kind of trying to sell to everybody all always at the same time. So they are launching launching catwalks and shows, but by having by making them not trade only events, they're looking for mm-hmm. instant sales. So it's kind of like you can't have everything all, yes. at, all at the same time. hundred percent. Yeah. You, you have to strip it back, don't you? So yeah, go virtual, but make you know make the actual catwalks back to trade. So you start to create that yes. el- elusive era back into into fashion yes. really. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And yeah, and I think there's also ways to innovate. And, you know, because I like the collections that we see on the runway, it's like a lot of times they just create that for the runway and then it's done and they don't use that anymore. And a lot of it becomes waste. So I was even thinking, and this is just an idea I've been kind of throwing out in the air lately, but what if every designer, even if they're not sustainable or don't have like a sustainable component to their business model, but just for the runway show, create a sustainable collection that can be repurposed after the show or that, you know, the fabrics can be like disintegrated and created again. I don't know. And I'm just thinking out loud, but I think like there's so many ways to innovate right now where we could still have the beauty of what fashion like encompasses and what we all know fashion to be but there's so many ways to recreate or like reinvent things to where it's actually not damaging the environment it's that you know like yeah. I, I just think there's so many things that can be done and really easily too it's not things that would be that difficult you know no you're absolutely right and we do have the technology to to yeah to be sustainable exactly um, yeah but I guess, um, what would your take be on what's holding up the adoption of um, new technology then within the supply chain? As you say, it would be as you say, we know we have the technology to be able to create virtual catwalks. Yeah. So, will COVID be that catalyst that makes them do it? And if and if not, then why can't they do it? Why aren't they doing investing more? I think. Um, well. I don't know. I think a lot of companies, um, like the big like luxury brands and such, there's still mo- a lot of them are you know run still by like the you know let's say like the older generation. Mm-hmm. They've been around the fashion industry forever. They don't really necessarily feel comfortable with change. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think some of them are that, and then I think some of them are really in it just for like the profit and the quickness of things, and they don't really care about you know carbon footprint and all that stuff they just don't um i think there's a lot of companies like that unfortunately and then i also think that the whole aspect of like sustainability um and adapting that you know into business models and such i think that it's something actually interesting so we had this speaker oscar metzavat um the founder of osklin and i've heard him speak at previous events and the question always comes up of you know sustainable um sustainable collections being more expensive than um let's say fast fashion Mm -hmm. but that's only because 
people are only buying fast fashion. So when the one or two people buy sustainable, it's not enough. It's, it's like demand, right? You need more demand. That's right. But I think that if the fast fashion companies start to kind of like die out and the sustainable brands, and I'm not speaking, you don't have to be fully sustainable. I think there's different types of sustainable. Totally agree. Um, yeah, so there's like incremental like steps you take, you know, and then and and I think those incremental steps should always be applauded, because um, I think what happens is a lot of companies that are really massive, it takes time to develop, you know, a sustain. And I think a lot of people they expect it to be done like now, and when they're making these incremental changes, they're like, it's not enough. You're not doing enough. And if you're not applauding them, they might just be like, you know what, it's not enough. I'm not going to do it anymore. So I think it should always be applauded. And I also think that. You have like the DVFs of the world, you know, it's timeless pieces. You don't get rid of something once you get a DVF wrap dress. So that's yeah. in itself sustainable. So I, I just think it's um, it's the fear. It's the people thinking of like, you know, the expense, but also not thinking about the whole thing of supply and demand. So I think it's a mix of things, honestly. I, I agree with you. And I think from, from my side of the industry, too, if you just look at sustainable fabric bases, it is it's like it's just supply and demand. So once yes. you get the big boys ordering yeah. millions of meters of, of, exactly. of new, new fibers, new fabrics, new textiles, then those filter down into the, the greater sections of the work, the work, the workflow. And exactly. that allows the smaller, younger brands to have access to sustainable fabrics, which are actually not at great cost because the half yeah. of the cost, the great cost is, is the, is the, the, um, the size of the orders. So we yes. have to, we have to unlock this. So it becomes mass. Yes, 100%. So the components are available for everybody to use. Yes, couldn't agree more, definitely. Yes, great. So um, how do you see the adoption of um, virtual technology um, in fashion brands post-COVID? Just going back to that kind of catwalk I think you're going to see it a lot. Um, I'm seeing already so many companies, new companies even popping out um, with like virtual augmented reality showrooms and um, 3D collections and um, virtual fitting rooms, uh, like a lot of technologies doing that. So I think I think it's going to actually speed up. Like, you know, we were already kind of going to like the digital age of things with the next gen and everything. But I think that COVID is going to speed everything up. And I'm seeing it already because we have, I think I had like three different people contact us this week um, telling us about new augmented reality things that they were doing that they wanted to get out there for fashion brands and retailers. So I think that's going to be, yeah, that's that's going to be one of the big changes, I really believe. No, it's great. And and from my work here as well, really, the uh, the digitization of the supply chain is, is happening backstage. Well, it's front stage yeah. for the manufacturing community. It's sometimes backstage mm-hmm. for the wider fashion communities. But, you know, it's now totally possible to digitize every single part of that chain from the beginning yeah. to the end. Um, right. And as you and bolting in virtual technologies, whether those virtual technologies are for pre-sale or sale online via e-commerce, it's it's vital technology um, for the industry. Completely, yeah. No, I completely agree. No, it's great. So, um, just a couple more questions, Jordana. Do you think we may return to an age of couture and ditch fast fashion? That's a big question. I, mm, it's an interesting question. I- I think that, and I go back to like the buying of stuff, right? So I think that people are going to, 
buying is always people are always going to buy things right like yeah. fashion is fashion um i think people are going to buy less so I, I don't think people are just going to buy to buy anymore i think it's going to be more like you know pieces that they really need or they can wear often with different things so i think yeah. the whole couture aspect of things really is going to come to play a lot more than it has in the past um so but i think i don't think i think there's always going to be I mean, ideally, ideal worlds, fast fashion would be like done, gone, um, I think. I don't think is necessary. And I think, um, you know, companies that can, and if fast fashion does stay, maybe they can collaborate with someone who's more couture based and do something in collaboration that's something new, something that's not fast fashion or couture, something in the middle. Um, but I also think it goes back to supply and demand. I think if the couture, comes to play and fast fashion is gone i think if they you know if everybody just has that as an option and the prices are comparable because not everybody can afford yeah. you know couture and really that's part of the reason why fast fashion yeah. is always around even though it's not the best thing in the world so um so yeah i, I don't know my mind kind of like jumps and as i'm jumping right now answering this question but i think it's um i think if they can find a way to lower prices, keeping couture, taking away fast fashion. I think that that would be great. And I think fast fashion wouldn't be missed and I think it could be gone, but I think that that's going to take a while. So I think maybe, um, you know, through like collaborative efforts and maybe finding like a midway point, yeah. maybe yeah. like creating something new in that middle section. I don't know if that makes sense in my mind. I'm no, it just does. Kind of, no, it does. It, it's a time to complete, yeah. completely rebalance that whole sector of the marketplace, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and fast fashion, you know, is is dominating more, and also has really it's an educational thing because fast fashion really has educated a whole population to become what's the word um, overconsumed. It's complete yes. overconsumption. Um, you know, yeah, and I, and, and, sorry, I, I see it with my family, with my kids too. You know, the youngest, yeah. the youngest one will buy things for an Instagram shop. Yeah, like, exactly. And then, then that's I, it. It's done. That that's. I mean, for me, that's the penultimate definition of fast fashion, where you are just literally yeah. consuming something for, with nowhere intended. It's literally yeah. just for a picture. It's for one, one shot, event. and then yeah. throw it away. But there are so many virtual technologies that can do that for you now. Yes, but, and I also I think that I mean I think also part of the reason, and I think we have to find a way to do this as an industry. You know, when we have let's say the event that we had last week, mm -hmm. I would say that ninety percent of the people that tuned in were industry. So I yeah. think if industry keeps speaking to industry, we're not going to evolve that much. Industry has to find a way to get our messaging out that we had last week to people, to the general public, so everybody, whether they're in the fashion industry or not, hear these things. So then they start to get educated on it and then by them getting educated on it in like a massive way then I think that those they'll start to maybe not do that type of like you know let's just buy this for Instagram because they'll understand what happens after but yeah. I think it's always industry talking to industry and I think that that's I don't know how we would do that but I think that that's something that somebody needs to figure out in order for us to really like you know, cut this problem out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. Because we've got um, what you see with with some of the huge brands um, is you, you see a lot of greenwashing. So you see a lot of sustainable yeah. initiatives, but they're really oh, being yeah. led by the marketing department. These yes. need to be led by the by the, the designers and the buyers right from the very very beginning. Not not yes. to not to please the marketing department so that you can go out and come up with some greenwash story. That's that's not the future. But I exactly. I, I think COVID as well. I think what well, is 
actually hammers home the fact that there is no question that this virus, regardless of what all of our various politicians may say, the uh, the COVID virus is really um, a consequence of global warming because we have encroached, yeah. we've encroached on the habitat, and that's what's made that's ultimately what's made the jump of the virus move into the human population. Um, yeah, and you know, multiple industries worldwide, the fashion industry gets a lot of bad press, but there is there are lots of other industries that are equally unsustainable. Yes. Um, everybody has to take action, but I really do think the consumer is going to listen to this one, and that, and as you say, that forces supply and demand, doesn't it? Exactly, and also I do have to give like I'm thinking of one company that's in my head because you mentioned a whole buying just to take a picture for Instagram. So there is a company, and I think more of them should pop up. It's called Elevated Layers. Yeah, um, and it's really interesting because they're a rent the runway specifically for influencers uh-huh. um, and they work with luxury brands and they let them borrow whatever pieces they want to do that photo shoot for Instagram and then they return the outfits to elevated layers and it's just like a closet for influencers um, and I think that that's amazing you know that's an initiative that makes total sense um and it's specifically for that so yeah um so that's just something i wanted to throw out there because mm-hmm. there when you mentioned that it's in my mind it's going back to collaboration again isn't it yes yeah. completely yeah and how new commerce moving forward is very much going yes. to built on that on that bedrock really of everybody working together and everybody sure. everybody benefiting from each of those relationships definitely there was another initiative that i wrote about last year actually jordana you might be interested in it was it was run by Carling. Um, I, if I remember correctly, they're a Swedish brand. And basically they had um, an online sale, which was um, of an, a digital product. So for 10 euros, you went into their website, you, you bought, let's just say it was a t-shirt or it could be a jacket or they did leggings as well. You actually paid 10 euros for that product, but you never received it and it was never manufactured because what you then did was you bought your token, you uploaded your picture, and they had digital tailors in the background that then mapped those products onto your picture and then sent you the picture back for Instagram. So cool. Oh, wow. It was That's so cool. And it was, yes. it was 10 euros and all of the profits went to the world, it was World Water, it's not the World Water Foundation, but everything, all the profits went to went to charity. That's and so it, cool. And it was great. And they were like literally sold out within 30 minutes. And well, that was that's what, that's what made me laugh because... There is, you know, digital's infinite, but they actually made it a sellout sale. They were only, because I guess the digital tailors only had so much time. But as, yeah. as technology moves on, there are so many different possibilities um, for really the fashion are. industry. Yeah, for that kind of exposure. Oh, Jordana, I'm so conscious that it's early morning over there and I'm taking up so much of your time. So uh, we've no, got, no. just got a couple more questions. So how, yeah. do you, how do you think the industry can best support the next generation in the years ahead, bearing in mind that they're going to have a difficult start. Anyone that graduates yes. this year or yes. is, is already a startup is having a really hard time right now. How can the industry help? I think that goes back to collaboration. Um, I think that, you know, the established brands that are always going to be there um, that, you know, can help. I think um, there's a lot of, you know, students graduating um, that they can maybe take under their wing, um, you know, more mentorships, like be more open to helping people. Because I know it's funny, but and I hate to say this, but it's what I've experienced. And I think it's like this for a lot of people. You hear a lot of people say, you know, collaboration and love and all of this, but 
push comes to shove, the time that it comes where you need something, Mm -hmm. that person that preaches all of these beautiful words, don't act on it, you know? And so I think that we really need to like start embracing like the younger generation, seeing what they want to do, helping them. There's so many people out there that can help that have, you know, like the, um, the capacity to bring them on and to collaborate with their ideas, like bring their ideas in, you know, like, um, just collaboration, 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 honestly, I think. And then also because I'm an entrepreneur at heart and I always think like, you know, doing your own thing, I think that there's so much like room right now. Everybody's, you know, in the same situation. People are looking for what's the new next. So if you have like an idea and you're like graduating and maybe you were like, you know, I'm going to intern first and then put my idea out there, put it out now. Mm-hmm. Like you never know, you know, and right now people are looking for change. People are looking for innovations like this is the time, I think, also to reflect within yourself. And if you have that idea, what's the worst that's going to happen is not going to work. And then you go and find the next thing to do. But at least try it. Um, so I'm a big believer in that, too. So I think there are those two things, you know, and th- that's what I would say. That's a great answer. It really is a great answer. Like you say, you know, yeah. what's the worst that can happen? Just just have, yeah. a, have a go. And if you, yes. start your, you start your career with that format, you'll go far, yeah. won't you? Be brave. 100%. Yes. And, and, you know, I'm saying this, not just saying it like in thin air, but I actually never went to college. Um, I had jobs that had nothing to do with fashion when I graduated at 18. I just wanted to kind of see what was out in the world. And when I got into um, marketing and PR and my first job was Nina Ricci, Porsche Design, some really huge brands. You know what? I actually read the book PR for Dummies. This is a true story. Um, And I applied for the job and I told the president of this company that carried these brands the licenses I said hey I never went to college I don't have any experience I just read PR for dummies I think this is what I want to do literally my email and he actually called me in for an interview and he didn't pay me he said you're going to work for free but I like the passion I see in your eyes and let's see what you can do and I literally just took it and I hit the ground running with it and 17 years later never worked for anyone again started my own thing and here I am so like I really I've lived that you can really do it if you put your mind to it and nothing is really impossible so this is why I say this too you know I'm not it's not just something I say just to say that's great that's a perfect answer Jordana it really Thanks. is yeah it is it's great it's been that's an inspiring answer that changes Thanks. lives I think it's <laughs> great you. oh Jordana we're nearly done and um, we're running out of time so yeah what's um what tell us tell us what's next for fash innovation because you have plans don't you Yes. <laughs> um, so there's a, so the main thing is we're gonna do the next fashion innovation worldwide talks um, virtually again and two full days again worldwide. It's going to take place on June fifth and June eighth. Um, And the reason is because June 5th is World Environment Day and June 8th is World Oceans Day. Um, And it just it's a beautiful segue to continue the conversations that we had last week. Um, And we're really excited. I can't mention everything we already have as far as partners and everything because we just need to like sign off some stuff. But um, it's going to be really incredible. We're bringing, you know, some incredible institutions on board again and we're just really, really excited to keep the conversation going. So that's June 5th and June 8th. Oh, that's great. Jordana, thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy those little girls of yours. You and um, I will. <laughs> take care. Speak soon, Jordana. Thank you. Have a great thank day. You. Bye-bye. Bye.